Hey y'all, this is episode four. And y'all already know I'm so grateful for you guys still being on this journey with me. And y'all also know this podcast is for us, by us, and focused on our rights, laws, amendments, etc. Therefore, this week I will be discussing a known political figure, not just in the black community, but in all communities, Clarence Thomas. There's plenty of rumors, accusations, opinions, and more about him. But if you know me, I don't agree with everything I see that's on the internet. But I will do my research. And as far as he's concerned, it's definitely necessary. Today, we will we will be discussing his origin, allegations, recent past, current status, and decisions he's made on the Supreme Court that affect our communities. And, obviously, my opinion about him overall. (laughs) And next week, we got some guests. So, stay tuned to the end of this episode to know what we will be talking about next Wednesday. Let's do it. Okay. Thomas was born in Pinpoint, Georgia in 1948. I'm pretty sure you can guess what I'm about to say next. He's a 74-year-old Supreme Court justice, and he holds one of the highest positions in all the land. He was educated in an all-black Catholic primary school run by white nuns and then proceeded to graduate from a seminary boarding school as the only black graduate. He occupied many prestigious positions through government from the EEOC to assistant secretary under Bush and Reagan and was a judge in the U.S. Appeals Court. And in these type of courts, they hear challenges to district court decisions from courts located within its circuit as well as appeals from decisions of federal administrative agencies. And for him to hold these positions, obviously he had to get his law degree, which he got from Yale and a bachelor's degree, which he got from Holy Cross. Now, Clarence was appointed to the Supreme Court in 1991, which some of us were not even born yet, including me. There was major controversy on his appointment. Thomas was accused of allegedly sexually assaulting a black attorney and professor by the name of Anita Hill. She testified at Thomas's 1991 hearing of a sexual assault in front of a panel of all white old men, including our now president, Sleepy Joe. She had to recount the various times and situations in which she believed that she was sexually assaulted. Now, common sense leads me to believe that anyone that's guilty of sexually assaulting someone is not just going to come out and say, hey, yeah, it was me. I did it. Therefore, do y'all think that Thomas said he did it or not? Obviously not, because he's still sitting in the highest court of the land. After Ms. Hill came forward with her accusation, the Senate narrowly passed his appointment If only five people would have voted, nah, bro, not for me, he would not be sitting in the court. A mere luck, really. Clarence Thomas. He has been a conservative voice on the Supreme Court for 31 years now. 
Most recently, he voted on overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, we'll be discussing this case next week, and I cannot wait to get into it. But for now, we all should know that most liberals are pro-choice, and most conservatives are pro-life, or should I say pro-birth. But the problem is, and always has been, that it should not be anyone's choice or say except the woman who has to carry said child. It is no one's business. And taking that right away from women just feels like history repeating itself. By the way, this is something that he has believed in since his appointment. He has publicly vocalized how abortion should not be a federal right under the Constitution because it was never stated in the Constitution to begin with. But we all know abortion was not even a thing back in 1787. It became an official procedure in 1821. Now, the Supreme Court never said that it's illegal to get an abortion. They just simply wash their hands with the situation and let the states decide. And as of 2022, a woman's right to get an abortion is no longer constitutional. And when I tell you and I'm begging you, please go to your local polls and vote. It all starts locally, so please register to vote. Currently... Clarence wants to also overturn the right to due process, same-sex marriage, same-sex sexual conduct, and your right and ability to get contraceptives, i.e. birth control. Now, due process can be described as legislative or substantive, and Clarence is trying to bulldoze the substantive views that the Supreme Court has taken on over the years. Substantive meaning the court will protect certain fundamental rights from governmental interference. And your right to privacy is a fundamental right. Due process isn't necessarily defined in the Constitution, but I believe context clues give it away. So as stated in the 14th Amendment, nor shall any state deprive any person of life liberty, or property without due process of the law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So to my understanding, due process is basically court proceedings or your trial or plea deals that they bring before you. That is due process. So the point here is that no government entity has the right to deprive you of life, liberty, or property. Now, they may diminish how much ability you have to really live life or appreciate the value of your property or experience actual liberty, but they can't take it away from you. So let's just give a a couple of definitions. Liberty. It means the state of being free within a society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. Life means the condition that distinguishes animals and plants from inorganic matter, including the capability 
capacity for growth, reproduction, functional activity, and continual change preceding death. And property, a thing or things belonging to someone, possessions collectively. And we all know once you're incarcerated before or after actually being convicted, those rights are very much diminished. Clarence Thomas wants to overturn due process, the right that every American in this country has. But the reason why I believe it affects our community most is because, as stated in my previous episodes, Black people cover about 35% of this country's prison population, and we are three times more likely to be arrested by police. And without due process, which we all know really isn't justice, you know, sometimes it just seems like a game of heads or tails, but even without that, would, would we have our day in court? Will actual investigations be done? And we would be convicted off of whose merit? Now, to be clear, just in case y'all forgot, we are discussing all of these topics because one of us, a very important one of us, is against all of this. And, I mean, it's for all of this and not against it. I'm sorry. Now, according to Syracuse Law Review... The majority opinion in Dobbs, authored by Justice Alito, rejects the argument that these precedents are at risk by the Dobbs decision. And if you guys didn't know, the Dobbs case is what overturned Roe v. Wade. Judge Alito argues that abortion is fundamentally different than marriage, intimacy, or procreation because it deals with potential life. And therefore, nothing, in this opinion, should be understood to cast doubt on the precedents that do not concern abortion. On the other hand, Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, in his concurring opinion states that in the future, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell, because any substantive due process decision is demonstrably erroneous. We have a duty to correct the error established in those precedents. The dissenting opinions of Justice Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan offer a more heightened concern for the fate of these precedents. The dissenting justices argue that the basis for overturning Roe, that the right to elect an abortion is not deeply rooted in history, can theoretically be applied to the use of contraceptive, same-sex marriage, and private intimacy. Basically, if y'all didn't understand any of that, the Supreme Court is saying they overturned our rights to abortion, which was allowed under the due process laws that provided a protection of privacy, but not only for women. It does this because their right to liberty under the due process clause gives them the full right to engage in their conduct, their conduct, I'm sorry, whatever conduct that is, without intervention of the government. And the Supreme Court is saying it's highly unlikely they will overturn our right to same-sex marriage or same-sex sexual conduct 
and our right to get contraceptives. But if they're so quick to overturn this right and put in question our right to privacy, who knows what else they'll overturn? Especially because Clarence Thompson wants to overturn all of that. Now that we've discussed Roe v. Wade and due process, let's jump into same-sex marriage and same-sex conduct and contraceptives. These all fall under the substantive due process and has been afforded the rights to privacy. Clarence Thomas, as I stated prior, wants to overturn these federal rights. After the overturn of Roe v. Wade and the dissent written by three liberal judges states, so at least one justice is planning to use the ticket of today's decision again and again and again. So, same-sex sexual conduct, a.k.a. Lawrence v. Texas, the Supreme Court voted 6-3 to three that it was illegal for Texas to violate their 14th Amendment in 2003. And... And that since Lawrence and Garner were free adults under the Constitution, they have the right to privacy to do whatever with whoever in the privacy of their individual lives without interfer interference from the government. Pretty self-explanatory, right? They could do whatever they want with whomever they want, and the government cannot say anything about it. Now, third... Uh, 12 years later, in 2015, the case of Obergefell v. Hodges, it was brought to the Supreme Court the lack of acknowledgement and recognition of same-sex marriages in the following states, Ohio, Michigan, Kentucky, and Tennessee. These states did not recognize matrimony of the same sex, whether it was actually being able to marry in those, state, in those states or recognizing that these couples got married in states where it was legal and they failed to recognize that as a marriage. But hetero marriages were acknowledged and accepted without a problem. It sounds a little discriminatory if you ask me. So the Supreme Court voted and came to a ruling majority of five to four in favor of the petitioner, making the right for same-sex marriage to be recognized as part of their 14th Amendment, but also allowing whatever religion to follow the letter of God or the letter of whatever they believe in and make their own choices of whether or not to bring same-sex couples together in matrimony. Now. Last but not least, Griswold v. Connecticut, because y'all know I had to save my home state for last, um, also covered under the due process privacy clause. In this case, brought forth to the justices, the question that needed to be answered was, has Connecticut violated acts of privacy within a marriage to get contraceptives? And the answer is yes. Duh. Like I always say, it's nobody's business if you want to take birth control, get an abortion, anything. But in this case, it's no one's business if you want to take birth control, especially in a marriage. And having that right to be able to take and get contraceptives should only be important to be known by the husband, the wife, and the doctor. 
And the Supreme Court agreed, and I quote, Together, the first, third, fourth, and ninth amendments create the right to privacy and marital relations. The Connecticut statute conflicted with the exercise of this right and was therefore held null and void. Y'all not telling me that I can't get birth control. Like, that's crazy. Now, Thomas was not on the Supreme Court during the vote of this case, but he wants to overturn this too. Like, what? (laughs) Now, y'all already know, it's about time for my opinion. So, as I said before, Clarence Thomas wants to overturn all of these rights provided to us under the substantive due process because they weren't originally given to us in the Constitution that was created in 1787. It's now 2022, like literally almost 300 years later, and life in America has evolved. These are no longer slavery times, no longer times where our LGBTQ plus family has to be in the closet, and this is no longer a time where women are just homemakers. We as a country has grown with time and things change over time. Clarence is the longest sitting justice on the Supreme Court, and he is trying to roll back things that affect our communities. He's managed to get people, especially young folk like ourselves, to dislike him and fear for what other rights we may now not have. It seems as if I'm reading or coming for Thomas, which I kind of am, but in actuality, he's the face of our community on the Supreme Court, or at least he was the only face of our community on the court up until recently. But I feel like he should have represented how we feel. And we can relate back to the title of this episode, Are All Skin Folk Kim Folk? Because it doesn't feel like it. And, you know, obviously not because you're kind of against, like, everything that we stand for, in a sense. Due process, especially, and gay rights, especially, and women's rights, especially. But, like I said, obviously, they're not. All skin folk aren't kin folk. And it seems to be that Thomas may be a word-for-word, by-the-law Negro, and he may not hate his people, but to me, it sort of seems like it. And that's my opinion about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Alright guys, so we reached the end of our episode, and as you guys know, the links are always provided. Stay tuned for next week. We will be going more in-depth with Roe v. Wade, Planned Parenthood, and how it affects us and our kids to come. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. And as y'all know, I gotta give you a little disclaimer. Y'all know I'm not a lawyer, a judge, or anything of the sort. I'm just here to give you knowledge and pray that you pass it on. And, you know, you could just call me an advocate for you, our history, and our rights. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace.